Creature Podcast Engaged. Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Pretty Hero franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we're watching episode 34, Nagsa Breaks Away, the blazing Gachanto Relay. I think it's Gachinko. Gachinko Relay. Also known as Running on Empty. That's more accurate. But... To join us to talk about this episode, we have a new guest. Please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Allison. Uh, you may know my voice from Shadows of St. Fleur as Jeremiah, and Overware as Catherine Slane II. Yes. Welcome. Welcome to this podcast. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I have some questions for you. Number one being... You have no pre bleh. you have no previous experience with any other pretty cure. This is your first time? Uh this is indeed my first time ever with pretty cure. Excellent. What other questions do I ask? Uh you know, pretty cure stuff. I know. <laughs> we always have like a new guest and I'm always like, I don't remember the questions I ask. Based off watching this episode, do you think you would go back and watch off the Taiwa again or watch other pretty curious seasons? Uh, uh, for this episode, I will definitely give the season that is most accessible a watch and potentially go jump into other seasons. So, this one is on Crunchyroll and they just released the newest season, which is ongoing at this moment. Uh, Healing Good is also now on Crunchyroll. So the first and the last and the most current one are available on Crunchyroll, for those of you interested. You said you started watching from the beginning? Or did you just start listening uh, to our show from the beginning? I have listened to your show and caught up on episodes up to that point. Uh, I am at the episode where uh, Pissard dies. Ah, and I've also watched piece. the episode we will be looking at today. Pissard lives on in our hearts. We can only hope. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and finally, the most important question I have. If you had a pick between Cure Black and Cure White as your favorite pretty cure, which one is it? That's a tough choice, but I probably lean more towards Cure White. Oh, we have another Cure White to add to our board. You know, maybe I should have started keeping track of that. <laughs> I mean, it's possible if we just go back. Yeah, uh, we could. And I know most of our guests have said Cure Black. Maybe I'll do that as like a retrospective when we're done with it. I mean, Cure White just has the prettiest dress. And I'm a sucker for that type yeah. of stuff now. The, the thing I... like The reason I'm not as big a fan of uh, Honoka's dress design is just like... It, when you look at Nagisa's, there's like a color variety there. There's a lot of contrast. Um, and, you know, it has like three main colors. It has black, white, and pink. Um, whereas Honoka's is just mostly white with hints of blue. 
And I think I just, I want a little bit more variety, personally. That's fair. A previous guest also said, cure white light. Yeah. I don't remember. I forget this show every time we do it. <laughs> Much like my notes, they are wiped clean. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, Silva. Okay. Okay. I'm, I, I apologize to you if you're listening to this, uh, that I forgot that you were a most recent guest. You were awesome. All of our guests are amazing. I know me and Cassidy have our favorites, but... Yeah, I have a list. It. I keep track. <laughs> uh, Allison, we'll see where you rank on the list of guests. All right. This is a joke. Please don't think that we... You say it's a joke. I have made that list before. We did that once as a bit between me we, and you. We did do that once as a bit. We actually have two different favorites. But Can that's... I write that list down anywhere? I don't know. Did you write down the list? I don't think so. We are going to be getting more new guests because after this episode, next week we have Vanessa on our podcast. And eventually, Tom says he wants to be on the, the podcast, but I have to pick an episode for him. So, we have more new guests because no one wants to come back except for Jeremy. But Jeremy came back in a weird way. <laughs> Jeremy only came back to argue with me. <laughs> That's true. He did just come back to fight you. <laughs> uh, we do a great show. I mean, people love it, so. The way you said that made it sound like we were setting up for a uh, like a late night talk show. We got a great show for you here tonight. Uh <laughs> If you're waiting to Pretty Cure and Ben 10, I don't do it. I don't think there's any other podcasts that talk about Pretty Cure. There was one before we started, but it like they Come like on. got up to like episode 17 and stopped. Hey, let me check my podcast catcher. All right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, what else do we have to do before we get into it, or else, we, or do we just get into it now? Uh, sometimes we talk about random stuff. Um. And sometimes we get into it. Let me see here. Let me just type in pre-cure. We have very chaotic energy on this podcast. I'm down with that. Only our show came up when I typed in pre-cure. Let me try pretty cure. So, Allison, while we check to see if there's any other podcasts we're competing against, do you? So, you watched up to episode like five? You said yes. And then you watched this one. How confusing was it? Uh. Not that confusing, but I, I'm i pretty good at rolling with the punches of just being like thrown into the middle of something. Uh, I read um, Gardens of the Moon by Steven Erickson, and his approach to world building and getting people introduced to it uh, is to throw you into the deep end and then throw cinder blocks at you. <laughs> So a after making it through that, I can I can roll I can do pretty much anything. That sounds wild. Hmm. Okay, so I did find another podcast. Oh. Uh, it's called Pretty Sure It's Pretty Cure. <laughs> That's a it good has, title. Is, it is a very good title. It has seven episodes. Oh. Um. Last updated on May fifteenth of twenty eighteen. Ha. Uh, 
And the last episode they put out covered episodes 20, 21, and 22 of Futariwa. The gimmick seems to be that all four of the hosts had never seen an episode of Pretty Cure. Oh, so it's like ours, but if there was four of us and I'd never seen Pretty Cure. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, but if the show was entirely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can safely say that you are the uh, preeminent Pretty Cure podcast. Yeah, although I do want to point out that the title of their first actual episode is called Episode 1, Piss Lord Jareth the Goblin King. Oh no! <laughs> That's incredible! Noise. Uh, I will never not find Pissard's name to be kind of funny. The, their, most, their last episode is Episode 7, The Dog Finally Gets a Character Arc. There was a the episode about the dog. Was that in the early twenties? I think so because I, I think it would have been twenty two ish, probably. Yeah, that was. We had a guess. Hold on, let me go to our oh, website. Yeah, it had to be because it was during when Ikubo <laughs> was there because they mm-hmm. were still fighting him because they went to the planetarium. Puppy, pa- yeah, it was literally episode twenty two. Okay. Puppy Pandemonium, also known as No Way Chutaro Becomes a Mom. <laughs> Jesus. Interesting. There's a lot of uh, interesting episodes in Precure, and some that are not so interesting, like last episode. Hmm. That was only mostly interesting because Cassidy kept talking about lacrosse terms. Yeah, I I cannot remember what the one... Hold on, I can just check my phone real quick. It's a, I have that image <laughs> saved still. See where? Let me scroll down. There it is. Crispy with the rock. There it is. Crispy with the rock. I completely forgot what that means. It means you're very good. You're doing. <laughs> you're. It, it would be like if you were playing NBA Jam and someone said, "You're on fire." <laughs> All right. Enough talking about previous episodes. Let's talk about this one. Uh, so before we be- before you get into it at all, I you have to immediately say that Honika's already upsetting me. <laughs> Honika, I-, I see that uh, lab safety being completely ignored is a running theme in this show. <laughs> they wore goggles once, I swear. <laughs> but it- please, Honika, for me, wear goggles. Especially if you're going to be holding chemicals at eye height. <laughs> uh, yes, we do open with Honoka uh, in the science room. Uh, she's doing some science stuff. I don't know specifically, but she is. It's all uh, very scientific. <laughs> Much science. <laughs> but she's not wearing goggles. And uh, she gets distracted because she can hear the people outside who are practicing for the relay that's happening tomorrow. Uh, because it's a sports festival. I remember doing the sports festival when I was in school. It was fun, I guess. It was mostly just fun to, like, not have to do schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Do you have fond memories of your school festival? Like, not school festival, the sports stuff. Um, I only remember it happening... When I was in like third grade, and then I don't think it ever happened again. Third grade. I have plenty of memories. 
of being forced to do physical activity uh, every year in elementary school. <laughs> it was not fun. Did you? So, so you're from Canada. That is correct. So, like, did you have only uh, like sports festivals in elementary school? Uh, I mean, we'd have like as like yearly sporting events and other stuff <laughs> sprinkled in throughout the year. But I mostly endeavored to avoid that when possible. I so we call them field days, and I mostly remember them from middle school, not elementary school. So that's interesting that it's very different. That my experience is different from both of yours. In of my yours. school's field day, it was just like the day in gym when the teacher didn't want to plan anything and just put all the equipment out. Huh. Yeah, because like, I remember all through middle school, we had like actual field days where like you would go outside into the like, the giant field and like do various stuff like relays and other sports. I don't. Middle school was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we had a, I was... a track and field day uh, towards the end of the school year, usually in June. Remember correctly? Mm. Yeah, I feel like it was towards the end of the year because it was like really sunny out. Does school end for you in June? Yes, it does. So that's the same. It's hard to say. So technically, this would take place around, probably, in the episode. The beginning of fall, because they just finished a summer break a few episodes ago. Yeah. Which, I guess, like, I would probably say, you know, in, like, relatively speaking, like, local time, I would say maybe late August. Um, I don't know, because I know hemispheres are weird sometimes. Yeah. I was pretty okay at sports. Like, I did pretty okay during the sports festival, like, field day. I'm pretty fast, like, if I go short dis- over short distances. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that you wouldn't be a good anchor for a relay race? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Having to run that extra half a lap. No, I'm not, like, Nagisa at all in that regard. Nagisa wasn't even supposed to be the anchor, I don't think. Unless I no, was wrong. No, I think she was... I think she was supposed to go before the anchor. At least that's the impression I got because, uh, what is her name? Not yeah, she Yumiko. Yumiko, uh, what had the, uh, anchor ribbon around her before she realized that Nagisa wasn't there. So I think she was supposed to be the anchor. But yes, uh. I will take your word on that. So we get some stuff from last episode where Nagisa is glad that she hosts back to her old self and we see flashbacks of the previous episode where. She was like, oh, I'm going to quit lacrosse, and then she ends up being crispy with the rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like how this flashback makes it look like Nagisa so- sto- that makes it look like Nagisa scored the goal. Yeah, because she didn't. No, she, she didn't. She had to toss it back over and then ended up getting tossed back to Shiho to score. Yeah, I think she scored one of the goals, but like the last goal was Shiho. And like, yeah. why didn't they show that? It's unfair. Shiho deserves, after after the last episode, she deserves credit for what she did. We also see uh, a glimpse of the Juzuku zone, where the Jakku King is just screaming at the uh, three new bad guys. And Nagasa's like, ah, oh, yes, the Jakku King is also back. That's not good. Mm. <sighs> the power of is just going to get too strong, and then what are they going to do? Probably kick the Jakku King's ass again. Yeah, I, I don't really see what their plan is. Like, 
all three of these individual fighters seemed like they were stronger than the Jaku King. And then the the pretty cure got the Fitbits of power, and now they don't even stand a chance. So I don't I don't know what the plan is. Uh, the plan is to steal the power of creation, and then they're powerful enough to fight the pretty cures. But since they can't find the power of creation because it's inside of a baby, it is inside of a baby. <laughs> and that baby's like, here's the thing about that baby is that lately the baby's not even been anywhere near the conflict, and it's just been like, oh wait, it's time to fire a Fitbit into low <laughs> orbit. Um, but so, like, if they just keep leaving Poland behind or somewhere else, it'll nef- they'll never find out. No one has figured it out. No, no one has figured out this baby has the power. Yeah. I will assume something will happen in a later episode. I feel like it might get be, like, towards, like, the end, like, when they lost the, uh, Prism Stones right before they fought the Jakku King. Something like that might probably happen again. I'll say it's they the enemy combatants here, the evil ones, won't have uh, figured it out until after the Romeo and Juliet episode that I know is coming up. Yes, I can't wait for that episode. But we're talking about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cut back to uh, the uh, practice where uh, Shio is mad that she's not going to be on Nagisa's team because Nagisa is really good at sports. And apparently the three classes got divided into six teams. I don't know all the colors. I know there's pink, white, purple, and then three other colors. Yeah, it's just, like, those are the only three that we see. Yes. Yeah, the other colors were never specified. Uh, what colors do we think they are? Let's make them up right now. Uh, there's probably like a red and a blue. Green. Yeah. Yeah. I think having both pink and purple is questionable um, from just like a... Like, I guess, like, their colors are distinct enough, but then, like, their pink ribbons are also so very close to being white ribbons. Yeah. Maybe should have gone with an orange. Orange is a good color. Then... Uh, oh, okay, I do have a question, though. Um, do you think Nagisa's faster because she's a pretty cure? Because, uh, as you know, the theme song does say, even in our school uniforms, we're both amazingly tough. Uh, uh, I mean, I think she's faster, but I don't think it's just because she's a pretty... I mean, like, most of, like, the early uh, stuff is setting up that she's an exceptional athlete. I don't think she needs the, yeah. the access of pretty cure powers uh, to be faster than ever. Yeah, I just mean, like, f- for like, example, I'm going to skip to the end here. She is neck and neck with an upperclassman. And I'm like, do you think do you think she's, like, a little bit over the edge? Because she's also, like, really hungry right now. So that would probably <laughs> put her behind normally. Yeah, I kept thinking uh, at the end that uh, her hunger was going to, like, make her, like, trip and fall or something, and she would lose the race, because that gag seemed seems in line with the show. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of the person that she's racing, they show up where we are in the recap. Uh, she's there, she's on the purple team, and she's like, ah, Nagisa. <laughs> that then looks yes. menacing. And I almost forgot who she was, because it's been a while since we've seen this character. We saw her before. <laughs> she's the Madonna of the school. Poisony imperson- uh, turned her into a bunch of copies. Uh, gave her a bunch of copies, remember? I didn't think that was the same person. I thought I didn't know she was uh, an upperclassman. Yeah, she's the superstar of the school. That's, I'm pretty sure this is the same character. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. You're pretty sure it's pretty here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I I definitely think this is uh, that character from because I think they have the same name. I think her name was Yuka, and this character is Yuka. So I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, it's fine. <laughs> Don't tell me though. Okay, I'm looking it up. But if you're wrong, I won't tell you. <laughs> uh, why are you looking that up? No. Okay, so I think it is her because Nagisa has a line later on that says. Oh, she doesn't like me, does she? And Monica's like, oh, no, that's not true. And she kept saying that during the episode. Oh, she doesn't like me. Yeah, this is the same person. Okay. It doesn't list what episode she's in for some reason, though. Like, it's, it's like, this is the first episode she's in. But then it doesn't, like, say, oh, she's in these episodes. That's strange. Yeah, I remember, because, like, Poisoning, like, turned a bunch of copies of her. I think it was episode 16 that we first see her. Hmm. You know, they really gotta stop uh, putting characters, like, in the early show and then putting them back. And then be like, don't you remember this character? Oh, um, so next scene is um, all of the bad ones hanging out in the mansion with the parrot. Um, Allison, what are your thoughts on these villain designs compared to the opening ones? Of Pissard and Poisony and such? Uh, well, I've only seen Pissard and these guys. Uh, mm. How do they compare to Pissard then? <laughs> there are toned down a little bit. <laughs> I I I liked this introduction, or at least this is my first time seeing these guys. So I don't know if they've been introduced before, but I did like this scene. Mm. Uh, they each had their own introductions where uh, they became evil because they were like they're like plant people. Uh, <laughs> they're like plant people and they have like fake backgrounds in life like they have fake lives one of them worked at like a an office job <laughs> it's like a whole thing they all do have names but we do not remember them you don't come remembered as- the lady's name last episode and i do not remember it still i think her name is uh Raina. okay and the guy's name is... Oh, I thought I remembered the guy's name, but I don't remember. The evil businessman. Evil Tallman. See, these guys compared to, like, the original five. Uh, with the original five, we got their names, like, all the time. And yeah, these- they, they were always, like, making fun of each other and talking. Yeah, I don't remember uh, any of them ever actually speaking any of their names. No. Yeah. Um... But yeah, they're just talking about needing to get the prism stones from the pretty cures. And the lady one speaks up, but after mumbling a few times that she's going to settle it. Yes. Uh, she knocks them both over, the evil go- the evil doctor guy. His tea spills everywhere. Uh, so I totally read the singling wrong here. I thought they were setting up that she had like some sort of sonic-based powers. And especially when, like... Uh, she turned the piano into a monster. There's going to be some sort of like sonic slash musical uh, powers at play. But that never appeared. You know, that would be a lot more interesting than anything that these villains have done. Yeah. They've mostly just transformed from regular people into evil people. And then one of them yelled in the sky while flexing his muscles for like <laughs> half an episode. <laughs> I won't forget that ha- happened. I mostly won't forget it happened because we had to record that twice. Yeah. I will say it was like a pretty good episode. It was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's the most interesting thing that they've done yet. So that that's why we won't forget it. 
So this evil lady absorbed a volcano? Yeah, that's right. She did ha- She did absorb a volcano. So I assume she has to have, like, fire-based powers. Uh, you would think, but I don't think we've ever seen her do anything with fire. Nope. The closest she's gotten to using fire as a weapon is when she was, like, three feet away from the takoyaki truck. And then just sort of left. <laughs> she was in the presence of some heat. Gosh, <laughs> <sighs> so it's 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 sports day it is time it's for the sports, sports festival uh honoka is one of the announcers that's cool yeah uh my next line after that is uh the two fairies are being uh heterosexual up in the classroom yeah the meepos are on a date <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're in love did you know that allison they're in love uh, I never would have guessed. Never would have guessed they were in love. It's, it's true. They took a love test that their love was maxed out. Yeah, it's true. Uh, um, but then the baby's there. Yep. Yes. Falling interrupts. And wants to play. Yeah. Baby loves to play. Play with the baby. Uh, also, the first event is a hoop dance. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> I think it's just like synchronized dancing with a hoop. I don't, I don't remember hoop dance, synchronized hoop dancing being part of my field day. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I have never encountered synchronized dancing on track and field day. You don't have talked about me. You won't be able to find out until later, so I'm going to stay silent. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny anything. Huh, uh-huh. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's get back into the episode. <laughs> so while we're doing the hoop dance, mm-hmm. uh, Nagisa spots that boy... That boy is here. That boy. Uh. And so are all of his friends. Yes. <laughs> and uh, one of these boys takes an interest in Nagisa. He does not have a name, though. We'll call him Some Guy. <laughs> some Guy. <laughs> that boy and Some Guy. <laughs> Truly unforgettable character. Yeah. Oh, Fuji P shows up a bunch, but... Yeah, I actually know Fergie's name. <laughs> Fergie's... <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember why we started calling him that boy. Uh, because I didn't remember his name for like the first five episodes, and I refused to call him anything other than that. Very fair. Um, Poland decides he wants to go join all of the festivities. So he runs off out of the classroom. And of course, the, the Meepos have to follow. Yes, they uh, try and follow him. We see Nagisa's family is also here. Uh, mm-hmm. I accidentally mistook her mom as a teacher until I saw her dad. 
and her brother was there too. And I'm like, oh, that's her mom. How did I mess that up? Mm. It's fine. Yeah. Listen, the only important characters in the show are the pretty cures and the fairies. Oh, also, Reyna is also in the crowd. Yes, she's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Poland is running, he stop- gets, like, a weird red flash and sees part of, like, the evil meeting or something and starts saying something different that I did not write down. I wrote down that what it shows on the screen is kind of, like, lava, so maybe that's, like, a sign that it's this specific person. Mm. I took it more as just like, here's an evil portent of doom. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell sometimes with the Poland flashes, um, because they have to be cryptic in a weird way. Because yes. Poland also can see the future. Yeah, it's a very powerful baby. <laughs> <laughs> this baby has too much power, so it might say... He's got energy, he's got future sight, he's got Fitbits. This baby does it all. <laughs> Get yours now for nine ninety nine. Order now and you'll get free shipping and handling. <laughs> uh, he will be coming from the Field of Light, though, so... No, not the Field of Light. Yeah, Field of Light. He will be coming from the Field of Light, so it might take at least... A month or two for him to arrive. Pat's pulling on the head. This baby could fit so many um, prism stones in it. I forgot what the prism stones were called for a second. I was going to call them the Chaos Emeralds. (laughs) (laughs) They're basically the same thing. Mm. Oh, yes, but Poland starts saying, Ah, chi chi, no chi. I tried to look this up. And it, I didn't see that it meant a thing. It is something Naisa says later. My guess, like, without me having to look, without me knowing what any of the words meant or looking anything up, I was like, that's probably like when she, the lady said, I'll settle it. Maybe like that's the phrase he picked up or something. I don't know. It never came up, so I, I didn't worry about it. Sometimes um, Poland just oh, says weird stuff. Yeah, Poland loves to say words. That's like, if I know anything about Poland, he loves to say words. <laughs> uh, so Yuka runs into Nagisa at the water fountain. Yes. Has uh, a conversation with her about keeping her head in the game. Yes. Uh, Nagisa is like, ah, oh, she doesn't like me, does she? And Honoka's like, no, she just wa- doesn't want her lo- rival to lose that easily. And I says, like, what do you mean? Do- I have a question. Because yes. I can't tell if this is like a both ways thing or not. But do- does Nagisa... Is the evidence there that Nagisa might have a crush on Yuka? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of gay subtext in here. So I'm going to oh, go yeah, with... For sure. It's yes. like the whole show. Like, I was, like, sort of, like, you know, she's extra worried about her not liking her. She, like, wrapped her arm around her when she was saying words earlier. Hmm. I I have another thing to say about that later, but we'll get there. Interesting. I say maybe. 
I think the evidence is there that she could say that she does. Um, meanwhile, Poland falls into a box. He does fall into a box uh, as he hops around uh, and continues. I don't know. We saw the meeples uh, trying to chase Poland. I wonder how they got lost from him. Do you think they got lost or do you think they got tired? Because they don't get the amount of energy that Poland gets. That's true. Poland does have more energy than they do. So they had to gone to phone form. Yeah. Uh, but this box comes up uh, just right after Poland falls into it because... So at first I wasn't sure what Poland was falling into. I thought it was packing peanuts. Yeah, I thought that at first too. But apparently they're like little like hacky sacks that uh, people are throwing into nets. This is yeah, the baseball. The, the subtitles no. called it basketball. Yeah. Um, and I hate to break it to y'all, but there's no basketball here. There, there's not even a ball here. Yeah, they're just like throwing hacky sacks to see, I guess, to see who gets all the hackies in there before the other team. I don't know the purpose of this, but they uh, one of them throws uh, Poland into the nets. Yeah, you just grab a full stuffed animal and chuck it in there. I don't know how this person didn't realize they had thrown something much bigger than a hacky sack. When, because uh, she grabbed him by the tail, but then once you reach, pick up the tail, like there's gonna be like a lot of weights. That's very different than. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess if you're in the zone and you're trying to throw hackies into a net, you might not realize that the thing you threw is not a hacky sack. But who's to say? Could be anything. It could be the writers needing to have their comedic moment and not wanting to put that much thought into it. That's very fair. So we cut away from this weird basketball event uh, to the classroom where it's lunchtime. But... Neither of the pretty cures get to eat, because Honoka realizes that Meeple's not around, and she walks over to Honoka and is like, hey, Meeple's gone. I know I just said the wrong name before, it's fine. Uh, and, cause Meeple's also gone. Mm-hmm. They are both missing. So and that's never a good sign. We then see that boy, uh, and some guy talk, cause that guy... Some guy walks over to Fuji P and is like, "Hey, Nagisa, <laughs> what do you think of her?" Uh, and one of them's like, "Oh, you have a crush on her, don't you?" And he's like, "No, no, that's not what it is. I'm just looking forward to the relay race, you know. Me have a crush on someone? Ha! Don't make me laugh." He doesn't say it like that, but I get the impression that's what he was going for. Except for at the end of the episode where he's like, ah, oh, yes, she's stolen my heart. I think that's what he says. Yeah. I it down. He makes it very explicit, his feelings about Nagisa for the, for the Watcher. How else would we know that, he, that she's captured his heart? Yeah. How, how else would he know that next episode he's going to ask her out? <laughs> 
so the curious start searching for the meeples, the meeples, those fairies. Uh, and Agatha's stomach keeps growling. Uh, and they eventually appear because they're in a locker in their phone forms. And like, hey, Poland's run off, and there's a sinister presence here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all we see is what Poland's actually doing is just uh, now he's throwing the balls into our nets. Yeah, he's just hanging out on that box, just tossing bean bags. Uh, he's having a good time. <laughs> yeah, staying out of trouble, really. Ah, uh, we see briefly that uh, one of the other events during this uh, game is uh, pushing a giant ball along a track. I, I, this is something I did do during field day. Uh, the giant, the pushing of a giant ball. Uh huh. You didn't do that. No, I already told you that we didn't do field day. I, I know, but. Maybe you did it for gym. No, the only things we did in gym were battle ball or prison ball or um, what's another one? You know, variants of those. A lot of chucking balls at each other. Yeah, because you know they all use the same things. What about you, Allie? Did you ever have to push giant balls around a track? Uh, I have never had to push giant balls around a track. Why just me? What is with Connecticut? Connecticut, explain. <laughs> Maybe it's a Northwestern thing. Maybe. I mean, I, I couldn't refute it. Uh, I mean, it's also a Japanese thing, apparently, too. I mean... Are you about to Google? Yeah, I'm doing some Googling. (laughs) It's half of what I do on this show. (laughs) See, I don't think we pushed it on a track. I think it was like, it was kind of like soccer, but the ball was just giant. Okay, I have actually played giant ball soccer. That one I have played. Okay. Okay. At least you've also played this game, so I'm not alone. Calculus Field Day at Northeastern excites high school something, something, something. I, I googled Northeastern School Field Day events, and all I'm getting is results for Calculus Field Day. <laughs> oh. Which I'm assuming is not the same thing. Uh... I will say we have reached the points of the episode that really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, okay. Namely, Meeple, who is just, like, kind of an abusive dickhead. Like, constantly. Yeah, that's Meeple. That's Meeple every episode. <laughs> yeah, Meeple is very, uh, awful. Yeah, he's not great. And just wait, Allison, because the fairies can get worse. Not these yeah. fairies. Different fairies. <laughs> oh, no. Luckily, Meeple's only a Category 1 fairy. Yes, luckily, Meeple's only Category 1. It's not a Category 3. Could you imagine? Uh, I don't want to imagine. <laughs> what Did would I ever you explain? Even look like? Do you know about my categories, Allison? No, no, I don't. Alright, I'll say them again. I feel like I've said them on the podcast before, but we could all use a refresher. Yeah. So I have ca- I have categorized the Precure Fairies for the entire franchise into three categories. There's Category 1, 
This is a fairy that stays a fairy throughout the entire of the show. So, uh, all the fairies in this season are category one, because they're fairies and they stay fairies. Even with their phone forms, they're still fairies. Category two. This fairy is female and gains a human form th- during the show. And because she gains a human form, she's able to become a pretty cure herself. And then you reach category three. Uh, this fairy is male and gains a human form, and through that human form has a has a bunch of romantic tension with one of the pretty cures. I call that the horny category. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's all be grateful that Meeple is a category one and is in love with Meeple. But yes, uh, Meeple's awful. Uh, we have gone on record saying how much we do not like him. Yeah, we haven't said it recently because mostly we've just spent time talking about Poland instead. Yes. <laughs> mostly it's been about the baby. He's such a baby. I love him. You also didn't like Poland though, right? Uh, I'm, I, I'm growing on Poland. Ah, yes, the baby. His power is also making you like him. He's unstoppable. <laughs> yes, he's, but I mean, he's a baby, so he does, so he's a little like, I want people to play with me, and I want people to play with me now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh on reflection, Poran is not that bad. Yeah. He makes up, uh, any annoying habits he might have with giant rainbow laser cannons. <laughs> oh, uh, so speaking of Poland, while they're looking for Poland, they hear a piano. Yes. Apparently, this evil lady, Vena, uh, knows how to play the piano. I feel like we've seen her play the piano before. That's probably true. But I don't remember, so who's to say? Yep. And we continue the trend of me guessing completely wrong about what her powers are. Yes, because uh, they enter the room, and she's like, okay, uh, where's the power of creation? We're like, we're not gonna tell you, and she transforms into her evil self, and completely destroys the room. Mm-hmm. And then she summons a Zakana to take over a piano, and what it does, I think the piano Zakana looks kind of like a platypus. <laughs> Also, it's a good thing no one noticed the rather large explosion and transformation sequence that just happened. Okay, so I'm watching the episode as uh, we're talking, and when she uh, destroys the room, uh, there's like this burst of like, I guess heat, because when pieces come out flying out the door, they're temporarily on fire. Huh. Okay. So I guess she does use her uh, firepower. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what do you do think about the transformation sequence? I like it. They have to hold hands to transform. But I was saying it was a little odd uh, watching it the first time, uh, just because I kept thinking about like a gray goo scenario. A what scenario? Uh, gray goo when nano machines like go crazy and then oh. dismantle everything. Ah. Mm. They are kind of like metallic when they transform before it like. Becomes clothing. So I can definitely see where you're coming from. I I thought about it for a second, and I have decided that the name for the Reina Akane ship is Flame Broiled. 
That's incredible. I love it. I'm excited for you to hear more of our episodes. So Alice for all three of us out here who who ship. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other third? It's me, you. I'm sure one of our listeners might, you know. That's true. Could be anyone, really. Maybe Allison will join us when she catches up. Maybe. So they try and run away from this uh, platypus piano. And they shut their fire presentation shutters, which don't seem to work really well because, like, this piano, like, heats up the the shutters to get through. Yeah, it's strange. I feel like if they're supposed to keep fire in, they shouldn't, like, be so destroyed by heat so easily, but... Um, so... Oh, they... wait! Oh, go ahead. Sorry, okay, I know you're about to say something. Oh, wait, I'll bring this up when uh, we get there. So what were you about to say? I was going to say that they run away and they get on top of like a roof or something and get grabbed by some mouth strings from the piano platypus. Yeah. So I am looking at a screenshot. Not a screenshot, but I paused the video because we cut back after that to the race. So the relay. Uh, And I can also see orange, blue... And it might be yellow, or it might be orange from far away. Headbands as well. Hmm. So. Fascinating. Yeah. It's a weird color spread. That's a really, really weird color spread. Yeah. No, there is yellow, so there's orange and yellow. That's weird. Orange and yellow, purple and pink. That's, hmm. I'm not sure I can get behind this color layout. Yeah, and then white and blue. Huh. Okay. That's an interesting selection of colors. Oh, also, right. everybody's like, "Where Nagisa's gonna miss it. She's gonna miss it. Where is she? Yep, Nagisa's gonna miss. Luckily, as uh, Nagisa and Honoka, as we cut back to them, are still, like, tied up by these cords. Once they get shocked by this, like, red electricity, maybe that's what Pollen saw? Heat energy. Yes, the pretty Hula are in danger, Popo. Yes, it's time to fire the Fitbits. <laughs> yes. Because I also think this is when uh, Nagisa says the word uh, aki, a, 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 achi no chi or something similar to that. So I guess that's what Poland saw, her being attacked by Maybe. this piano. You know, it's really uncertain. But it's time for the big attack, now that they have the Fitbit of power. Mm-hmm. They fire their beam. They have no idea where this came from, like when, after they defeat uh, the Zikena and Huena. Uh, Jumps away. They're like, where did this Fitbit come from? Because I don't know what Polon is currently. Yeah, but I also, like, that seems like a strange thing for him to say, because I'm pretty sure, like, if not last episode, then the episode before, Nagisa was like, oh, did Poland send us this from so far away? If I'm not mistaken, that happened. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Um, so they destroy the Zakena, and then the relay starts. Yes. Uh, the the girl who is supposed to be the anchor has decided that she'll just run two legs instead because yes. Nagisa's not there. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, this is probably not going to be a good idea. And even uh, you guys, like, uh, she's not going to be able to, like, pull double duty. But uh, Nagisa, like, so she, like, goes through the crowd to, like, get over there. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, like, has to both run across the field to get into position, and then start running her part of the relay. And apparently the relay, the anchor, has to run, like, one and a half. Yeah. So, like, she has to do extra. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, she makes it just in time to win them the race. She does not fall over from hunger as I thought she was going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, it she's was definitely- neck and neck right until the very end, and she just falls forward yes. through the paper rope tap tape. She's really like booking it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when that the some guy uh, realizes how much he is he he loves Nagisa. He's like she has captured my heart. I also think this is when um, Yuka falls for Nagisa. <laughs> <laughs> She does say, so, like, after the race uh, ends, uh, Yuka and Nagisa have an exchange, and Nagisa thinks that Yuka is upset about losing, but Yuka's like, oh, let's race again, and then as she's pulling away, she's like, ah, she always manages to break down my guard from being a superstar. I have to be careful around her. Breaking through that guard. You know, Nagisa's very popular with all of the girls. She is. That's a truth statement from the first the episode. The show has said so itself. Yes, you've you've seen the first episode, Hallison. Yep. It's a lot of a lot of gay subtext. Nagisa and Honoka are girlfriends. And no one can change our mind. Nope. There's a lot of like like even like promotion art and like other stuff like now, even now, like there's a wedding figures of uh Honoka and Nagisa together. It's very good. Honoka and Nagisa are very good. Ah. But that comes to the end of the episode where uh, they see that uh, Poland's back with Meeple and Ripple. And Meeple is really mad at Poland. But Poland's like, hey, I'm just a baby. Don't be mad at me. Please. Please no be angry. Oh, and Nagisa finally gets to eat. And she also eats uh, Honoka's food. <laughs> yeah, she does eat Honoka's food. <laughs> and that's the episode. And we get... A preview for the next episode where this, uh, where some guy is gonna be asking her on a date to pick chestnuts, I think. And Honoka refuses to, to, you know, let him down on Nagisa's behalf. Yes. <laughs> I think it's also Nagisa's birthday. Yeah, that's what I have been led to believe. Yeah. So she's going on a chestnut picking date on her birthday. Yeah. What we all want. Isn't that why all we, we all, <laughs> Isn't that what we all want for our birthdays? Um, you know, can't say I've ever picked a chestnut, so I couldn't tell you. All right, I'll write down chestnut picking next year, 2021, for your birthday as a maybe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, we can't do it on my birthday. My birthday's in June. My birthday's not in June. That's your birthday. No, that's my birthday. (laughs) My birthday's in January. Let me... Chest. Uh, what about you, what about picking. you, Allison? Uh, How I'd, do you feel about chestnut picking? I, I'd be down for it. When's your birthday, though? Uh, September fourteenth. Oh, that would be perfect time for it. Chestnuts are typically har- harvested mid-September through November. Excellent! You have the perfect birthday for this, and are one of the easiest nut varieties to harvest and prepare for storage. Oh! Here's what you do: wait for the chestnuts to fall to the ground. <laughs> according to my google search yeah that's, that is pretty easy all right i'll write down on my calendar september 14th uh 2021 because uh, it's not gonna happen during quarantine <laughs> i'll write it down for both june and september but not january all right i'm now that i'm done making this joke uh we should end this episode we have almost talked for we've talked for an hour and 14 
there's a big chunk that's going to be removed from this episode where I wasn't here. It's true. You weren't here. So, plugs. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, if you want to come be a guest, if you want to tell us about your field days, sports festivals, or what have you, you can find us at Twitter, on Twitter, at Engaged. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical Underscore Pride. I don't... I mean, the only most recent thing that I did that I can remember is that I remade my Not Safe for Work Twitter account, but I don't feel like that's something I should be plugging on the show. Mm, probably not. I mean, if you wanted to, you could. Uh, listen, if you really want that, uh, <laughs> DM me, and I'll see. I've also, I just also talk about, I don't know, other stuff. It's a mixed bag when you go on my Twitter accounts. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Otherware, which is a mask actual play podcast that uh, Allison talked about earlier in this episode, uh, I, which I am also on as Phantom for the No Bad. Uh, you can find that at Otherware Pod. We have two episodes out. There might the third might be out by time this episode goes up. When's the last Wednesday of this month? That's the 29th? Yep. Yes. So this goes up the second. So our third episode will be up by the time this episode comes out. And you should all go listen. And if you just can't get enough of my voice for some reason, you can also listen to Love Court Gaming, which should be out by the time this episode also comes up because it's coming out at the end of this month, uh, as I've decided. But you can go follow the Twitter at LoveCoreGaming. And the first episode, I'm talking about Mass Effect 1 with former guest and former... Formerly debater. blocked on Twitter. <laughs> Formerly blocked on Twitter, Jeremy. <laughs> Alright, one of you, take it away. I'm gonna hand it to Allison. Allison, you plug your stuff. Plugs. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I voice Jeremiah on Shadows of St. Fleur. And I also voice... Catherine's Lame the Second on Overware. Uh, if you need to contact me for some unknown reason, uh, navigate through interdimensional portals or shady back alleys of your local supernatural quarter uh, <laughs> to very respective discords, because I am not on Twitter. No, you've made the smart choice and not joined Twitter. All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Um... Golly gee, I don't remember the last thing I even tweeted. Um, but that doesn't matter. You can also find some podcasts I do, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast over at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter, or RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast that I do with my friend Crash over at RNGGcast on Twitter. Oh, also, it'll, the, it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Episode 2 of Silver Age of the Apex City Hindsight event. I'm in yes. that. Go listen to Apex City at Apex City Cast. Go listen to Apex City for all your bear... Mime. Demon. Alien plant. Needs. I will also be on Hindsight, but that won't be for a few months. Because after Silver Age ends, we got one more feature episode, and then we got the Bronze Age. Ha <laughs> Uh plugs are over <laughs> plugs are over let's end this oh we have to do one thing after we finish recording that i totally forgot to do at the start of this yeah i, w I was gonna bring it up all right okay so let's end the episode first so until next time 
We need your help. Lipo. Popo. Man, I can't believe I'm recording with NSYNC. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I can't think of an NSYNC song right away. <laughs> All of the ones that I thought of were Backstreet Boy songs. <laughs> I can't also think of an NSYNC song off the top of my head. Did, I they, uh, listen- did they do the Just Got Paid song? Is that the one by them? I think it's also known as Friday Night. Listen up NSYNC right now. <laughs> the content you came on our podcast for looking up in sync yeah yeah yeah. it's just got just got paid it's been in sync song it's the only one i can think of oh uh no bye 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 is also an in sync song okay bye bye sorry something it is okay. <laughs> you may hate me, but it ain't a lie. Give me bye, bye, bye. <laughs>